The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. My goodness, do we have (laughs) things to discuss today. Big time. And I know you want to weigh in as well, 435-339-0321, or message us directly through the 106.9 The Fan mobile app. Utah State football was supposed to board a plane at about 2 o'clock to head over to Fort Collins this afternoon. Well, it didn't happen. Uh, when I first heard that it was this was a possibility, I, I thought, is this because they didn't, they didn't, like that Frank Miley didn't get the job? When you told me just because when, of that? When you told me that, I was like, oh, wow, they really showed some loyalty here. And I was like, oh, dang. Okay. I mean, look, I can't fault you for having loyalty, but that's not the reason to boycott a game. And then Brett McMurphy just drops a bomb. And it's uh, now officially, now just, just within the last few seconds, the game has been officially canceled um, for tomorrow. Well, if you're not going to board a plane, you're not going to make the trip. Well, there's not going to be a game to be played. Um, so the 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 premise here is not because the Utah State football players didn't get Frank Miley as their head coach to be permanent head coach. It's apparently, now I'm going to keep saying this, reportedly. Allegedly. Their players have issued a statement that was sent to Stadium. Brett McMurphy writes for Stadium. And they issued a statement to him. According to his report, the, the team's leadership council was on a Zoom call with Utah State University President Noel Cockett and Director of Athletics John Hartwell to talk to the players about Frank Miley as a potential candidate for the head coach. To Makes total sense. Remove the interim tag and just be the permanent guy. And you know what? I think great, smart. He's the interim guy. You're going to promote within. Within probably good to get a player perspective. I think they would like to be heard. It would yeah. be. It would go and a long way in relationship. It makes sense. Yes. Yeah, let the players at least feel like they're being heard. Uh, according to the report from Brett McMurphy. There were comments regarding Miley's religious affiliation and his cultural background. I'm going to quote from Brett McMurphy's report here. The players were so dumbfounded by Cockett's comments that a player conducted an an anonymous players-only survey asking the players if they were on the Zoom call and whether they were concerned about anything they heard in the meeting. About three-fourths of the team that responded by Thursday mentioned they were concerned about the religious bias against Miley by Cockett. The player said they don't believe the Zoom call was recorded. Uh, they all responded individually. It was not on a group text or anything like that, so they couldn't see each other's responses. So pretty high level of reliability if that's, you know, they're all responding with the same level of concern. Three fourths is a vast majority. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good number. <laughs> yes, I wow. <laughs> so allegedly, sorry, we're going to read more. One last thing I want to read no, on this because I want to get your take. 
again, I want to reemphasize this was Noel Cockett and John Hartwell on this call with the players. And uh, this is according to their statement, their official statement that they released to, to Brett McMurphy and Stadium. They voiced, we voiced our support for interim head coach Frank Miley. In response to our comments, their primary concern was his religious and cultural background. Players stating their diverse faiths and backgrounds then jumped to Frank, uh, jumped to coach Frank Miley's defense uh, or Frank Miley's defense in treating everyone with love, equality, and fairness. Close quote. This is not it's again allegedly. Allegedly, the comments were made by the uh, president of USU. This is bad, like really bad, because I, I I don't understand. You almost don't want to believe it because I don't understand how someone could be so ignorant to say something stupid like that. Because it's it's wrong on so many levels with what we've experienced in 2020, uh, the religion thing with the state that we're in. I mean, how? How? And and on top of that, if that's the case, if this really is the case that they're concerned, why is he on the staff? Look, I, well, being a staff member and being a head coach is a wildly I agree. different. But it doesn't it like if it's framed that way, doesn't it make you question like last year or not last year, the year Matt Wells left and all like did he really even have a chance? Because like that's just one thing, but the, the bias you didn't uh you think about, too, the issue that USU had coming into this year already. I think from what I've gathered from, from you and AJ as well, not knowing the team as well, that was already an issue coming into this season that I seem like didn't get handled the way probably should have or that the players were happy about, and now you end the season with something like this? What what a year. What a year for Utah State football. Just I mean, There were allegations of racism in the offseason, yeah, that. That's what I'm. There was yeah, an offensive lineman, and then everybody was like, "Well, hey, what about this equipment guy?" Which this is brought up. There's somebody else that was on staff that has made racial remarks, and nothing was done. And so, the part of the statement is, "Look, there's a there's a pattern here of it would appear things yeah. that have been said or done that, that when people raise a, a question about it or raise a concern, it it gets swept under the rug and doesn't get dealt with." Now, two seven seven six texts in, and I totally wholeheartedly agree here. I have been on the offending side of many misunderstandings, but there better be a gigantic misunderstanding if what was reported by McMurphy is accurate. I, <laughs> I, yes, yes, but also, um, I don't, I don't know how you misunderstanding what the alleged, the comments, they said the alleged comments allude to. Like, I don't know how you allegedly say, well, culturally and religiously, we're really concerned about him leading the program, which, like, the other thing is, too, I guess to each their own, but what does it matter what he believes in? Doesn't it, at the end of the day, does he does he uh, represent the university well? Does he do a good job? And is there any problems with the kids? I, unless I'm missing something, those would be the three big pillars, I think, of a college football coach. Well, yeah, unless his religious belief is sacrificing babies and drinking human blood. I yeah. mean, what does that matter? Yeah. Does he win football games? Does he represent the university? Are there any problems with the kids? Especially in this community, in this state. Yes. I, I, I don't... I am really, really hoping that this was just a giant misunderstanding. And I really hope that that was recorded. That would be good. Then you could get to the bottom of it Because then we fast. could get to the bottom of it, one yeah. way or the other. Like, hey, you know, that's 
that came across wrong. It's not exactly what we meant. I, I, I know I'm not I'm not pinning this on Noel Cockett right now. Again, but allegedly. I, I but his there have been times in the past that um that there have been some issues with some people up on the, on campus who are not members of the predominant faith. Right. They feel like whenever they're making hiring decisions, they kind of disqualify someone if they have that faith because they want a differing, differing of opinions up on campus. Gotcha. You can judge that however you may want. Right. But it seems like in today's day and age, why, why are we making that a qualifier or disqualifier? It just, it just shocks me. So, stepping back, again, this is all alleged, the, the comments about uh, supposedly from um, President Noel Cockett of regarding uh, Frank Miley's faith and cultural background. Stepping back, does the fact that they had this issue with the racist comment coming in, I don't want to say validate, but obviously it paints the picture here that there is a huge problem because like, there's just a problem, I guess you could say university level, definitely would appear in the athletic department as a whole that this is coming up multiple times in what, the same year, calendar year, almost the same it's not the same season technically. There's something really needing to get done here besides just hiring a head football coach. Uh, well, yeah, there's there are some deeper issues that need to be rooted out and dealt with. Yeah, I, I just like how how do you going? For, I, I don't know, not, not even predicting, but like. For you, how, going forward, how does this? How do you fix this? Because like the the issues are the year itself. As nine three one five said, what a crazy into our football year. If it's all true, it needs to be fixed now, right or wrong. We won't be a great football team for a long time. Which I agree, obviously, is a cultural issue. But like the year, this year already felt super weird with the the Gary Anderson being dismissed and and all this stuff. It's already a weird year already. Now you're trying to get a new coach in, and now, I mean, so. You guys broke the news yesterday, right? It was being reported on multiple outlets that Blake Anderson's coming to coach Aggies. You're Blake Anderson. You're like, well, you know, I'm not going to put my signature down quite yet. Hold on. Well, he's been on a plane this afternoon. Uh-oh. <laughs> you can look it up. Uh, I Actually, I retweeted it. Uh, I tweeted out the link. You can see there's a private plane that left to go to Jonesboro, Arkansas, and is making a trip back this afternoon. Well, it'll arrive here probably around seven o'clock tonight. Uh, his somebody, and lots of people, going to be texting him while he's on the plane. Yeah, this this plane that went to Jonesboro, Arkansas, also happens to be owned by Cash Valley Electric. <laughs> also run by the biggest booster at Utah State. I, I, I think uh, I think Mr. Anderson's going to have a couple text messages when he steps off the plane here in uh, Logan. Nine four six three texts in thinking rationally. It would be most realistic that President Cockett would have brought up that Miley, being LDS and Polynesian, would lead him to hypothetically treating LDS and Polynesian players better than others. Real question is why Cockett is involved in the details of the hiring process. No sporting background at all, and feels like she could just be throwing cheap shots in with no knowledge of the hiring process. And I mean, cheap shots the right is for sure because I don't know how well I don't know what the relationship is between Miley and Cockett, but 
Like if even so, in this hypothetical scenario, if that's what the reasoning was for talking about it, you're just taking a shot at his character, saying because maybe ideally, no, he hi- he get, he wants the best players. I'm gonna go get the best players. The best players will play. Doesn't matter what their backgrounds are. They're the best player. They're gonna play. Well, I mean, the, the the player statement clearly says, look, he's inclusive. He loves everybody. He's fair. I mean, and look to to clear up one thing here. University presidents are, as far as I know, almost universally involved in these hiring decisions. Yeah, I believe I, my understanding as well. They at least I don't know they don't really say, but they sit in the background at least and see what's going on. Right. It's usually the athletic director who's in the driver's seat. Yes, but the school president has a say and is part of the discussion. So that being said, does that concern you more that this is just Coggett's belief or does the fact that she's like, is it just an isolated her? If again, alleged comments, is it just hers or is this a reflective belief of the process as a whole that that's why he, Frank Miley didn't get the job is that there was an overarching concern about his religion and culture. I raised this on, on Twitter. I mean, this, the, 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 uh, report from Brett McMurphy seems to point mostly to Noel Cockett. Right. But in the player statement, and I've read this before, but I'll emphasize it, in response to our comments, their primary concern was his religious well, and cultural yeah, background. So that's more than that one. That indicates more than one person, yes. and the only other person that was not a player involved was John Hartwell. Now, sometimes that can be... Yeah, I'm. Spe- I only spoke to one person, but sometimes I may refer to it generally like as the royal, they. the royal you or the ro- yeah, right. I so uh, again, I don't want to split hairs and read too much into this, but the fact that both of them were on there <laughs> and this was allowed to be stated without correcting or backtracking, you know, has me has me concerned. Uh, um, but. I hope it was recorded somehow. The players weren't aware that, that they were able to record it. Just to get it clear. Because then up. it would just be done. There's no disputing it. Here's what happened. Look, it was a great misunderstanding. Yeah. This is what we said, but in the context of everything else, it's not really how it came across. Or yeah. you misunderstood. Sorry. Not that big a deal. Or, oh, you know, this This is an issue. I'll be honest. I've I've never heard of this kind of kind of concern or discrimination at the university level. Right. But at the end, I'm not in a lot of those circles either. So yeah. two seven seven. the first time it's been brought up. Yeah, 2776 says, hope they got that contract signed on the plane. <laughs> uh, 8577 said, what happened? They want to reiterate. So you, you walk us through it, Eric. So uh, Brett McMurphy with a report this afternoon. I'd heard earlier today that Utah State football might not b- be boarding the plane to go to uh, Fort Collins to play Colorado State. Right. It got confirmed, and I thought uh, originally just the players upset that Frank Miley didn't get the job. It's not just that. Apparently, there was a meeting, a leadership council, uh, football players have their own leadership council. They were involved in a Zoom call, a virtual meeting, uh, individually, all but collectively, if that makes sense. You know how these Zoom calls go. Uh, with Noel Cockett, Utah State University President Noel Cockett, and Director of Athletics John Hartwell, about to get the, a player opinion about Frank Miley, if he would be a suitable head coach and could be the the top guy. Asked the player opinion, they weighed their their opinions. They talked about how um, 
He's a you know good coach. They really love him. It's very fair. You know, it's funny you say that because we were originally going to talk about how do you think USU responds, and I was going to tell you just real quick that when there's a coaching change, I think it goes two ways. I think if there's a dedication to the guy that's coaching, the team usually I think responds well. And then if there's not, which you normally see when teams jump, like coaches jump in bowls, the team kind of falls flat. So I was going to say I thought they were going to play really well because it seemed like the team as a whole really does like Frank Miley. And, and obviously that's what their comments were, and then we got in this whole situation. Yeah, so they asked the player opinion, the leadership council opinion. They they give their opinion. And then this, according to the player statement that was given to Stadium, Brett McMurphy at Stadium, in response to our comments, their primary concern was his religious and cultural background. Players stating their diverse faiths and backgrounds then jumped to Coach Frank Miley's defense in treating everyone with love, equality, and fairness. The statement goes on to talk about other issues of, of racism that have taken place that have not been addressed. Yes. But then they also make it very clear, look, this, this has nothing to do with Blake Anderson. Right, the players did, yeah. yeah. They say, we are sure he's an excellent coach. We look forward to meeting him and his staff. And then they say, we are highlighting the ongoing problems of inequality and want to create a better future for the community of Logan and Utah State University. So, can I ask you, stepping back uh, in a vacuum, right? So we, so the the report highlights the incident with the racial slur, and then you have the the locker room issues, right? So Jason Shelley was dismissed and all that, and Gary Anderson was dismissed, and seemed to have like the just attitude for to me to to me the energy with Coach Anderson at the helm just seemed flat. Is that? I mean, how is it all? Is it isolated incidents? Is it a? reflection of the culture of USU football at this point in time, the fact that you have, you know, the whatever the issue was with Jason Shelley or some kind of scrum or something, that, the the racist incident before that, now this, like, are they isolated incidents to you or is it something that's painting a picture of kind of, unfortunately, maybe the culture of USU football at this point in time? Uh, well, there's certainly a pattern of dysfunction. Yes. There's no question. But I, this is totally unprecedented. Never seen anything like this compounded in so many different ways in a seven-month period of time. Yeah, it's a lot. It is absolutely insane. On top of 2020. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so I, I, I think you're right. It goes to the, the top. How is everything managed and what is how are things um, – Checked on, if that's the right term. I can't think of the right term. Supervised, maybe? Supervised, there you go. Yeah. Um, And and accountability. What kind of accountability is there? Right, yes. If people are just kind of left willy-nilly to do their thing, then sometimes that yields scary results. Uh, 9315, if this is true, who's getting fired? How much are they finding university with something like this? Um, I I don't know. Again, I don't want to go there. I don't want to speculate. This is just a report. It's not been... Um, well, who would even deal with this? You have uh, to deal with it outside of the university, right? Because well, it's the president or no? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of an, if if it's true, based on the report, there probably will be some kind of an internal investigation. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Board of Regents maybe could get involved. Yeah, I just, I don't even know who would handle it. I don't know if you'd get fined, suspended. I don't know. That's out, that's out of my league. I 
that just further paints a picture of unprecedented. Like, I don't even know how we go. For, I don't even know how you go forward. This is if it happens to be true. Two one nine seven texts in. Frank didn't get the job because he wasn't the best candidate. The players don't need to know details on the hiring process. Well, I don't think that's what that was. They were just look. Are they, are they gonna get, are they gonna put the most weight in the players' opinions? Probably not. But I think it goes a long way to letting the players know. Like, all right, close doors. Tell us what you think. Right. Look, this is a guy that's been here. You've been with him. What's he really like? Yeah. Because we can see him in press conferences or in donor meetings and um, you know, various public events, even in our one-on-ones. But how was he like in the locker room? Yeah. How was he like with you one-on-one? So I think that is important. I agree. I would want to know that feedback. I would too. I think it goes, again, a long way to and. Unfortunately, this spiraled the other way, but I think it goes a long way in the relationships and just in general with your athletes, you know, just in general as student athletes. Uh, 2197 follows up saying, So the players love Miley so much they chose not to play one last game with him? I, again, it's I not it, about I think it's their love for Miley. It's, it's bigger than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, personally, I felt like, look, if you really like this guy as your coach, man, go go out with a bang with him. Go to war with this guy. Give him a positive send-off. But there are more issues at play here, and it's not about Frank Miley. It's about their opinions and feelings about much higher level yeah. things that are going on. I think that I think so, too. I think that it, it seems evident. I think the players uh, do respect and would play for him, but this is a flashpoint of a bigger going back to a bigger issue, and this is just the way they feel like they can deal with it. Wow. What a what a couple of weeks, man. <laughs> yeah. Still want to get your thoughts, your reactions to the news today. Utah State boycotting. Uh, well, they're saying opting out, but they're boycotting. It was a unanimous uh, team meeting earlier today. Went for more than a how, more than an hour. Players only. Coaches didn't even know about it until after the decision had been made. Uh, but uh, over an hour, players only meeting decided to not play their final game at Colorado State. Uh, your reactions, love to get your thoughts, 435-339-0321, and the implications of their actions today. Uh, or you can also message us directly through the 106.9 The Fan mobile app. Man, still lots more to discuss here on the Full Court Press. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Knight, AJ Savison will be joining us a little bit later on. He's predisposed. <laughs> but the big story of the day, a report from Brett McMurphy at Stadium that Utah State football is boycotting their game. The players are opting out of their game at uh, Colorado State tomorrow night because of um, some comments that were allegedly made with the leadership committee of Utah State University football players by University President Noel Cockett uh, about Frank Miley's religious and cultural backgrounds. I had a question for you. So if you're Frank Miley, right, you found out yesterday, not get the USU job. Today, the players have a players-only meeting you don't know about. They come out and they say, we're not playing at Colorado State because of this. And they explain the situation. What a, like, 24 hours for him. 
Because that, like, how do you process all that? Uh, there's, if there was any question that that Blake Anderson might be able to keep Frank Miley on his staff, uh, that's it's all disappeared. I would agree. If there's if there's any validity to this report, which is unfortunate too, because the other thing that would really be bad about this, I mean, the comments themselves, if they are true, is bad enough. But Frank Miley's been part of USU for a, a while. Like he graduated here. He's an Aggie. Look, uh, I want to bring up uh, some balance to this discussion. Uh, I, I've had limited interaction with President Noel Cockett, but it's always been positive. Uh-huh. I've always heard very positive things about her and how she handles her business at Utah State. I think she represents the university very well. Uh, Tyler Riggs, friend of the program, former Full Court Press alum. I think he says it well in in a tweet. President Noel Cockett has navigated the intricacies of operating in an academic setting in a predominantly Mormon community for decades. I'm not saying there might not have been a misunderstanding with something she said, but I have a hard time believing she has religious bias. Close quote. I mean, I would agree. It would seem of something of real lack of intelligence that you'd be like, no, 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 she can't say something that dumb. No way. No way. I, I just, yeah. It has to be on the misunderstanding level. I just, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't see why you, why you would say that, and just how how she's done her business, right? Since she's been the the president, which has been for a while. I mean, if it was there, we, if that bias existed, we'd probably be hearing more about it. Seem seems logical. Uh, 9315 texted said, if this stuff is true, then the players are making the right decision by not playing. Again, if it's true. Uh, 3886, kind of on a similar note, this is high stakes. If true, not a good look for USU, uh, Cockett, and Hartwell. If uh, not true, and this player's upset about Frank, forget the pitch, man, Miley, (laughs) it'll be big implications for players in Frank Miley's future. On a side note, I'm sure lots of basketball players were happy that Durier was picked after Stu. Ask them now, and I bet they would rather have had all the years with Craig. Eh. I mean, that last point is fair. You don't know until they get there. No, true. Uh, to just, I, I, I don't know if you took it the same way. To just what I don't, if the allegations are not true, I don't think it has any effect on Miley from the standpoint of negative because he didn't know. Like he wasn't in the meeting. He didn't make the decision to. To boycott the game. All reports are players are in the meeting, players made this decision. It would definitely point to a bigger issue within the student athletes area. But I don't this is it like the the, the crazy thing is is that the, I think what nine uh, three eight eight six says too is is true. This is gonna go bad no matter which way it shakes out. If it's true, it's bad. If it's not true, Whoo, that's not good either. Because why would you make those? Those are serious allegations to make. Right. Uh, I understand that the players were upset about Frank not getting in the job. I mean, we saw the social media reactions to a lot of the players yesterday when news was breaking that it was going to be this Blake Anderson. Right. They were not happy. They loved Frank Miley. They wanted to go to bat and go to war with Frank Miley. So... uh, they had those feelings. They were upset that, that the guy in the room, the guy that's been there for a long time, didn't get the job. I understand that frustration. 
but letting those emotions determine if you're going to play a game of football or not, if it's just based on that, and this is maybe a misunderstanding got blown out of proportion to justify your feelings of not wanting to play, that's 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 not good. I agree. It's not a good look. And we either way, if it's if the alleged comments by the president are true, or if it's not true and the players made this up, that would either way cultural problem. A cultural problem in specifically the football department. It would appear. <laughs> either way. Either way. Yes. Uh, two seven seven six. <laughs> This is going to the political climate of the day. Uh, they say the decision was unanimous, but those Google polls can be manipulated easily. Count the votes. <laughs> I think they're still counting the votes. Oh, no. Polls were closed. <laughs> Man. I, wow. This, you light was at the end of the tunnel, right? I, I, I listened to you guys yesterday, you and Ajay, you talked about Blake Anderson. I talked to Ajay a little bit today. He seems, I don't know, he seemed more on the fence about Blake Anderson. He seemed like he talked himself off the all-aboard train. But it was just, you know, the excitement, like, this looks like a great hire. And then you're like, oh, all right, 20. And then 2020 is like, hold on a second. Hey, hey, boom. Hold my drink. I got more. <laughs> Good gosh. Uh, I saw somebody say, I'm. I, uh, there's a meme going around. I don't want to see the 2020 season finale. Yeah. Great. We're two weeks to Christmas. <laughs> Twenty twenty one can't get here fast enough. Nine three one five asks, "What would be the fastest way to fixing things?" I have no idea. I uh, mean, I think it's a fresh start. It's a new head coach. That's the only thing I can think of. Who he's going to come in and uh, totally objective. He doesn't know all the historical baggage or stories of what's happened here or who did what six months ago. He's going to show up and say, "I'm evaluating everybody fresh." I think for the football program, I and, agree. If the comments are true, if, I don't know how you fix that on a university level. No, but on a football program, you could say, look, here we are. Uh, if you don't want to be with, with me as your head guy, I totally understand, but I need you to make up your mind now. Yeah. Here, there's the door. I'll help you find a new place. I will not hold it against you, um, but let's let's clear the air and make sure we're moving forward all all on the same page. But if it's higher level stuff, I don't know. Like I said, I don't even know how you who, who deals with that, is. who oversees it. I hate to speculate beyond what just this one report says because this is very one sided. Uh, but uh, man, I I hope I hope something comes out of this soon. If anything, I guess with this game not being played tomorrow, Utah State can accelerate their announcement of Blake Anderson as their next head coach. <laughs> they don't have to wait till Saturday's game is over. Yeah, you don't want to fly back to Arkansas, right? We'll we'll put you up in a hotel, hang out for a little bit. Oh boy. I mean, I'm with you for football program. I think it's a fresh start, which clearly they're heading towards. Um, obviously, the the big step after. Blake Anderson signing his contract would be finding out his staff is, and as you, I, you and I talked earlier today, I think that's. Uh, I think Blake Anderson. I personally think Blake Anderson is good hiring. I'm more anxious to see who he puts on his staff because I think the, one of the points that Ajay and uh, Eric hit really well yesterday um, is the cultural, the football cultural difference of Utah with the the return missionaries and all that. 
And so um be curious to see if he finds some people who have kind of already have ties into the area, but <laughs> uh I don't. This doesn't just go away quickly. I think even if it's not true, there's it probably goes away faster. But there's still something that has to be done about fake allegations of this order. It, yes. And so here's something that I, I've been. It's been in my mind quite a bit, actually. It, it's is this a pattern of a few select people who keep bringing up the same issues? Right. Or is it systemic? Are there multiple cases that are happening? If it's the same people bringing up similar issues, once they're gone, magically these issues disappear. So I don't. I think there 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 might be some that kind of stirs things up. Um. But that uh, it very well could be they're they're stirring things up because there's some bad stuff going on and that needs to be put a spotlight on it. Right. So, I just want to reiterate what Eric keeps saying. I really hope that that Zoom call question was recorded because then there's it's just there's no disputing it. Here's what happened. Right, giant misunderstanding with a capital M, or there's there's some real concern here about yeah. an underlying bias. Zero seven three seven texts in. Jim Lobb is going to have some schmoozing to do to coax Blake onto the plane. It, actually, Blake is on the plane. I think he got on. He will be arriving happened. later this evening. May need to do some schmoozing to get him off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, two seven seven six. Don't don't do that to us. Did you read that text? <laughs> I did I was going to ignore it. <laughs> don't don't do that to us. <laughs> Do you know Santa Claus is dying in the 2020 cliffhanger season finale? <laughs> now you spoke it into existence. Oh, now you're going to feel bad when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 9 3 5 asks, if religion is a problem, then won't they have problems with the new coach Anderson? He's a religious man, I thought. But it's uh, it's not religion as a whole. It's it's the specific religious beliefs, right? That's what the allegations Correct. refer to. It's not Correct. religion as a whole. <sighs> <laughs> Again, I think it's worth restating again. This is alleged comments because really it's just so hard to believe someone in that position, though I've said that a lot about issues that have happened over the past, but it's hard to think that someone who's been in that position as, as Noel Cockett has would say something to me so stupid. You would think, no, nah, no, no way. No way you'd put foot in mouth that I way. I know, that's why I'm, I'm just totally scratching my head over this. Like That just seems so out of character. But at the same time, because... Things I've heard and, and witnessed historically, right? At, at different times, it, it doesn't surprise me. That's what's frustrating. Okay, can I ask you this then, as a fan? What would you like to see? And this is a little bit kind of fluid, but what what would you like to see from now until the start of next football season that would have you super excited about Aggies football? Because obviously, this year I think has has been a mental and emotional task to try and get through as an Aggies fan. So what would you like to see? Oh my gosh. Turning the calendar will make a big difference. So I don't see 2020 staring back at me anymore. <laughs> that would help. That's uh, fair. Just what this what the coaching staff how that comes together? Fair, right? Um and what what recruiting looks like. And, and I think to a bigger question too, like there's this whole big question out there about seniors getting an extra year of eligibility. Yeah. Will Utah State 
yeah. grant that? Will they have the money to give them extra time? How does it affect the rest of your your scholarship and financial aid to your other players? And But if it provides an opportunity to bring the best of the best back and put a great team together, those could be exciting things that help me kind of put 2020 in my rearview mirror a lot quicker. That'd be something to watch, too. I know you mentioned the early signing period coming up here quick. Uh, obviously, I think you're always, you're always going to s- suspect maybe a little bit of a, a transfer population to happen when there's a shift in regime change. But, I mean, with the free year, that's something I think to watch as well. How many buy in? How many, you know, because obviously if you got a chance at the next level, then obviously or whatever it is. But, yeah, that's definitely a good point, too, that you bring up about the free year because I think – the number of people leaving the program that could have stayed, I think, will be a tell of what's going on with the inside inside the program. Right. Yeah. True. Uh, Daniel Hansen, former beat writer, would cover Utah State athletics. Uh, I value his opinion. I think he's a smart guy. Social media. Seeing a lot of people mention that they've never heard comments from President Cockett and John Hartwell like those alleged here, and that it makes zero sense for them to be prejudiced against the dominant religion of Utah. Both valid thoughts and true from my experience as well, but the allegation here is prejudice against Miley's religion and culture, in quotations, toward being USU's head coach. And that's a vital distinction to make in this situation, in my opinion. Again... This is that would this is generating such attention. Utah State will have to respond. Yeah. Well, the other thing and is, I would hope that they would. Yeah. yeah and I'd yes. hope that in some form or fashion, this meeting was recorded, so the we can clear the air. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the other thing I didn't think of before too, if if those comments are proven to be true, I mean, obviously it's the dominant religion. Everybody keeps bringing that point up. Dominant religion is state, but. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Utah State and kind of Utah as a whole also has a, a strong Polynesian presence, especially in athletics. Oh, yes. So not only are you, if the com- if the comments are proven to be true, are you spitting in the face of the where you're located, but one of the bloodlines or lifelines of your program, you're like, nah. Like, what, like, I don't. That, that again. Why I'm scratching my head over this report? Yeah, that would be. Like, I why agree. would, like, why would so you say dumb. against both of those? Yes. Just look down the street. It, what's going on in Provo? Yeah. Guy who's Polynesian background. He's LDS. He's having tremendous success. It's not a disqualifier. All right, got another. Take another time out here on the full court press. Whew. Try to catch our breath on this. Again, the report from Brett McMurphy from Stadium that um, there were some comments made in a Zoom call with President Cockett and John Hartwell that seemed to disqualify Frank Miley from being the head coach based on his religious and cultural background. Uh, Also, we're going to get into, we'll try to put this behind us for a minute. There are other things going on. Uh, there's a it's a busy Friday night in high school basketball. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> we have an update on one of the schools. Uh, it's a busy weekend in college in the NFL, and uh, we'll do our Friday five best too. The five best players in the NBA. I want you to know I've been racking my season. brain on this since you told me, and I I I don't know how we're gonna do this. <laughs> this will be fun. 
Let's stick around. More coming up on the Full Court Press. would still love to get your feedback, though, to the news of the day and agree or disagree with some of the other things going on. 435-339-0321 here on the Full Court Press. Eric France and AJ Knight here on the Full Court Press, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Big news today, Utah State football players opting out. They will not play tomorrow night in Fort Collins against Colorado State. Uh, A statement issued to Brett McMurphy with Stadium, and you can read more about it on CashValleyDaily.com with links to the original story, links to the original report, that the reason they're not playing is because of some statements that were made in uh, a meeting between the football team's leadership council and when they met with uh, USU President Noel Cockett and Director of Athletics John Hartwell, in which allegedly comments were made um, kind of disparaging Miley's chances of being the head coach because of his religious and cultural backgrounds. So two really good text messages came in. This first one, you and I, I think, have talked about a fair amount uh, with just the hang-up trying to figure out the coach. 9 through one 5 says, with all this, uh, all that has gone down, what do you tell people you're trying to recruit? Oh, boy. Right? Because uh, you and I have talked about this a fair amount. Like, this is why you got to make the coaching change because anybody that's recruiting against USU – like we saw, uh, it's the poaching season. Yeah, Jalen Jalen Sargent was originally committed to USU. Right now, he's going to Wyoming, and I don't know what the reasoning was. I don't know him on a personal level, but I'd imagine that the hangup of the coaching change could play a factor. If you're Wyoming, like, who knows what they're going to look like? We yeah. can tell you right now, this is what your role is going to be. Early signing period is next Wednesday. That's why you want to try to get a head coach named ASAP, because you want to hold on to the recruits that you're trying to get. He wants stability and project that, hey, we've got this figured out. There's not a lot of uncertainty here. We know where we're going. Either you fit into this new mold or or you don't. You'll know pretty soon. So from what goes on in the recruiting trail, look, there's going to be a new head coach. It's Who knows? You just, uh, there's going to be a different level of accountability, you'd hope. You'd hope. Don't know. Uh, five three three eight. Controversial, uh, controversial comments aside, I've been thinking about what Blake Anderson's motivation is to come to Utah State. What does he have to gain? Didn't he just sign a contract extension at Arkansas State? Is this really an upgrade for him? And I thought you had a really good take on this when you and I were talking about this earlier about him just needing to get somewhere else. Right. I watched a Zoom call that uh, the athletic director at Arkansas State did with with the local media there in Jonesboro, Arkansas. That is a great athletic director. That, that program cranks totally out good impressed. coaches. Totally impressed. A couple of things here. He reiterated that Coach Blake Anderson is making this move for a personal reason, not a professional reason. It's not like there's anything bad happening at Arkansas State um, or it's a, a step up necessarily. It's We talked about this yesterday. He lost his wife a couple years battling cancer. It's been documented everywhere he goes. He's reminded of her. He just needs a change of scenery. This is a guy who was a finalist for the Missouri job. Yeah, Baylor wanted him to be their next head coach. He is a Power Five coach. So why did he? What does he have to gain? He gets a new scenery, 
it, it's just what's open now. We're, 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 what openings are out there? What makes sense for me to go land right now? And I just and may and you know it's not really shoddy. Sometimes timing's in your favor. I would push back. I do think the Mountain West as a conference is a step up over the Sun Belt. Therefore, it is a at least slight improvement of job. I would push back on the lateral move part. Yes, it's a bit of an anomaly that they would have two top twenty-five teams, Coastal Carolina and Louisiana, having the seasons like they're having. Yeah, a little bit Coach of Coach Napier at Louisiana is a well. I don't know about Chadwell, maybe, but I think Napier's definitely a candidate. He's been, he was tied to the uh, South Carolina job very early and said no. That's true. But there's an, Arkansas State though historically does crank out. I know you talk about this. It's a name that immediately popped in my ear because it does crank out really good coaching talent. I think this is the fourth straight coach that has moved on, not because he was fired, but because other teams wanted him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the question about his contract extension. He did sign one in May. And he had like an $800,000 buyout clause if he left before. Uh, again, another thing I was super impressed with this AD is they worked with him. They lowered it to only 150000 Wow. They just they understand he's having a hard time still living in Jonesboro because of his wife. And they were just super supportive of him, doing what they could to help. And uh, they've had conversations with him for the last year and a half about these issues. And it's not a reflection on the season he's having now, just – we're just going to try to help you because we love well, you, and, and we we just want the best for. And you. it would stand to reason not not that the AD has to show up, but as you said, he was he interviewed for those jobs and he chose not to take them. So he 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 knew what he had. He had obviously had a really good relationship with that AD because he didn't just jump at the first job that probably would have paid him what seven seven figures, pretty easy. Yeah, and I think it speaks to any other future candidates to go to Arkansas State. Look, this is yes. an AD who's going to work with me. Yeah. on my situation, care. All right, another timeout here in the Full Court Press. Stick around. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, AJ Knight. Uh, trying to make sense of today's events. <laughs> uh, Utah State football not playing tomorrow. They're basically boycotting football. Uh, players only meeting lasted a little over an hour earlier today. Uh, did a unanimous vote not to play. Send a message to the Utah State administration for comments allegedly made by Noel Cockett and uh, John Hartwell was there as well. I don't Exactly, exactly what was said, its tone, its implications. We don't know. We weren't there. But a statement from players was put together and issued to Brett McMurphy saying there were questions and some bias uh, against Frank Miley over his religious and cultural background. Um, Good. 9315 text in, would this affect basketball in any way? Uh, I don't think so. But if it's your president and your athletic director... Yeah, I think it would have. They'd have to have incidents of their own. Not yeah. to say that, that maybe they would voice their support, but I would initially agree with you and say no. I don't think so. Uh, the good news is um, Blake Anderson. He's on a plane, supposed to arrive in Logan later this evening, and with not playing a game Saturday, this may move up the timeline of when Utah State announces him as their next head coach. Um, it could be a very uncomfortable press conference, though, when he gets introduced. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh. Coming up next hour, 
uh, Friday Five Best, Five Best Players in the NBA, and who's playing basketball tonight, and who isn't? We'll update you coming up next hour. Stick around. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's going on, everybody? Welcome on into the Full Court Press here on a Friday. Eric Franson, AJ Knight, Andre Salveson should be popping in here at some point. Oh, I'm sure he's he's hour. speeding in here to tell us what he feels about USU and then to argue about no matter what we say our top five NBA players are. He's going to have a problem with <laughs> he it. Will, he will debate. Uh, so, yes, the, the big story of the day I don't want to belabor it any more than we already have, but uh, just if you've missed it, Utah State football was scheduled to play Colorado State tomorrow night in Fort Collins. Kickoff is supposed to be at 7.30. Uh, players had a players-only meeting earlier today and said, nope, we're not going to go. Uh, according to Brett McMurphy, uh, his report for, in uh, stadium, players issued a statement saying, uh, they voted, and it was a unanimous vote. Um, player, the coaching staff was not aware of the players' meeting until it was over. But it basically comes down to on quote ongoing inequality and prejudicial issues between the players, coaches, and the USU administration. That is what it boils down to. That is why they are not playing tomorrow night. Not good. That's allegedly, but not good. Now, the it stems from I, I guess the the tipping point here for Utah State football was a, a call between USU President Noel Cockett and Director of Athletics John Hartwell and the uh, uh, the football team's leadership committee. And I don't know how many players are involved uh, on that. It's a pretty good. Good size. Usually, it's the senior leaders or the local so. leaders of the team. Yes. Um, this uh, this this meeting was to discuss Frank Miley, his potential to be the head coach. Uh, they were getting some player opinions about him, and I will read from the statement. Um, said they, we voiced our support for interim head coach Frank Miley in response to our comments. Their primary concern was his religious and cultural background. Players, stating their diverse faiths and backgrounds, then jumped to Coach Frank Miley's defense, intruding everyone with love, equality, and fairness, close quote. Uh, however, the statement does go on to, to list other issues um, uh, of racial issues that were not summarily taken care of. It just... <laughs> I think you raised the biggest point going forward. These are, of course, alleged comments, but is it is it just a few people uh, stirring the pot, which can go either way? Could it be a few people stirring the pot that are leading to this bad culture, or is it a few people within the program itself stirring the pot that are bringing this stuff up and uh, it's causing issues, or is it something that needs a spotlight shown on? That's... That'll be the question. I, I think again, all you can say is that you hope that it was actually the Zoom call was actually recorded because then it's irrefutable proof. 
And you can sort it out from there because if it turns into he, he said, she said, I, I don't know how you sort it out. But it wasn't a one-on-one call. Right. There were multiple people involved on the call. Um, one other thing I, I, I want to make clear is that in my interactions with Noelle Cockett, she's always been very professional, has always wanted to represent the community very well and represent the university very well at a very high level. Um, I, I My... Hope in all of this is this was just a misunderstanding, a gross misunderstanding of of what the question was, uh, or any questions that were raised. Uh, I'm not going to try to put words in people's mouths and try to guess what it was they meant to say. Yeah, I I, flat, I, don't I don't know what was and what wasn't said, and I don't know its intent and in, in in its context. Sometimes you can take one thing. And if you just look at that one thing, it looks awful. But when you look at its broader context, right. uh, it's not that big a deal. Right. So it, it's it's going to be an interesting introductory press conference with Blake Anderson, uh, which will probably take early take place early next week. Um, <laughs> some people are calling for people to be fired and changes, and like, look, hang. Hold on. You got to find out the facts. Let's find first. out what happened. Yeah. If it was just a mere misunderstanding and so it was taken totally out of context, let's not overreact over it. But if it if something was said or or suggested that illustrates a, some underlying concerns, then that needs to be addressed. It needs to be taken care of and dealt with. So. You can read the report. Uh, you can see the player statement and link to the original report all on cashvalleydaily.com. Um, ugh. Bottom line is Utah State football season is now done. Yeah, it is over. Audrey and I set the over-under on how many games would be missed for this season because of COVID or right. whatever else. And I, I said there would be two games missed. He thought I was crazy. One was because of COVID, and one now because of this boycott. I feel bad that I was right. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those times you don't want to be right. He owes you a gift. <laughs> you More lose, Andre. I know you hear this. Or ways in one does he owe me a gift. <laughs> Let's move past that. Uh, the Utah State basketball game got canceled this week. The football game's now canceled. It's going to be a quiet weekend. Very USless, USUless week. Yes. Uh, I guess Utah State women's basketball, they play UTEP on Sunday. Uh, the goes out their non conference. So go, Lady Aggies. Um, Ajay, tonight, uh, Ajay, sorry, AJ, <laughs> it's a Friday night and high school basketball is, is up and going it's again. It's a full slate. And according to. Pre-released schedules. Everybody in Region Eleven had a game tonight. Yes, is that not the case anymore? Besides me, I know, I know, I don't. But uh, sorry, you're the only one. I was say it's it's been so hard to keep track of and track down. Yeah, all right, I'm out of the party. <laughs> it's been such a moving target with these uh, schedules with basketball. But uh, Bear River, they're in action coming up next hour. They start at six o'clock. They're at Cottonwood. Um, that can be heard on 104.9, the ranch in Box Elder County. Skyview is taken on Spanish Fork. 
We'll have that here on the fan a little bit later on this evening at 7 o'clock. Green Canyon is at Minico. Uh, Our play-by-play guy for Green Canyon, he's... uh, He's indisposed. He's indisposed. And there's some travel involved there, so that game probably wasn't going to happen anyway. Um, Logan, they're at home tonight against Bonneville. That'll be on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. Al Lewis on the call there. And uh, Ridgeline, they're on the road at Skyline tonight. Dave Simmons will be on the call on 104.5 The Ranch. But, AJ, you were supposed to be with the Mount Crest Mustangs on the road tonight. Tooele. But that's not happening. It was it was canceled. The the two LAD let me know that they are working to see if they can move it. So hopefully postpone instead of cancel. But no, no game tonight. That's too bad. Yep. Uh, Actually, I was looking too when I was doing my. I've previewed all three games. I haven't got to do one yet. Uh, but uh, strong starts. Admittedly, like three games in for some, but strong starts. It looks like for Region Eleven thus far. Yeah, I think Bear Rivers played really well in their games. Um, Skyview, um, kind of, kind of, they split their games down in Southern Utah. This will be their third game, so yep. they haven't really played since last week. Uh, Green Canyon played well. Uh, I know they, they looked been, really good. Craig Beat Roy, has been very complimentary of them. Beat Box Elder, so teams above their classification. Some nice wins there. Logan with a huge win um, uh, earlier this week. Nice you show up. <laughs> so. Uh, Biggest USU story breaks, and you magically can't be here. <laughs> Ajay's here. Uh, Ajay's here. If you can't guess, <laughs> now if you finish eating, Ajay, and then you can come join us when you're ready. Yeah, but no. But anyway, back to back to where we were before we get Ajay's. I'm. I don't know anything, but here's what I know. Perspective on this, but <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, but uh, nod, nod. yeah. Uh, it looked like a strong start for her for Region Eleven in. I think you. I don't. You, you tell me if I'm wrong, Eric. I think in a conference where I would say Bear River's probably been uh, pretty good, but I think everyone thought Ridgeline was going to maybe run away with it with Skyview taking a step back. Uh, Skyview's big, um, but yeah, they they don't have Mason Falsum. That's a big question. What yeah. will they look like without him? And Phipps, right? He didn't he graduate? Um, He's a big defensive stopper. Yeah, I think he is. That dude gone. could jump out of the gym. They're very big, okay. but the question yeah. for Skyview is, what kind of ball handlers do they have? Right. I, I, I want to step aside from this because Utah State University has just issued an official statement from Noel Cockett. Oh boy. This is uh, a series of tweets, so hang with me. Utah State University has canceled Saturday's football game with Colorado State University amid concerns voiced by USU football players about religious discrimination during the search for a new football coach. The university will take this time to meet with players and hear their concerns in an open dialogue so it can address them. Quote, I am devastated that my comments were interpreted as bias against anyone's religious background, close quote, USU President Noel Cockett in a statement. And furthermore, she says, throughout my professional career and especially as president of USU, I have welcomed the opportunity to meet directly and often with students about their experiences. Regardless of how difficult the conversations might be in the coming days, I remain committed to giving our students a voice, close quote. USU also takes issues of racial discrimination seriously, including the incident mentioned in the statement about a USU Athletics employee. USU hired an outside investigator to look into the incident and took dis- uh, disciplinary action. That is the conclusion of the Utah State statement. 
So the argument would be she said that she said something, but the argument would be misunderstanding. It was misinterpreted. Yeah, misinterpreted. Ajay, what, uh, I don't know if you're I caught up on it. But. That's what we've said. We have hoped that is the case all yeah. along. Yes. I mean, our, our interactions, our feedback that we've heard about Noel Cockett, she understands what, I mean, she's been here a long time. She understands the culture here. Right. Um, but at the same time, if something was said that was inappropriate, it, you can't just overlook it. But uh, again, she's issued a statement saying she's devastated that my comments were interpreted as bias against anyone's religious background throughout my professional career, and especially as president of USU, I have welcomed the opportunity to meet directly and often with students about their experiences. Regardless of how difficult the conversations might be in the coming days, I remain committed to giving our students a voice. Close quote. I'm glad they issued a a statement. It's good to hear that perspective. Yeah. Ajay, we haven't had a chance to hear from you on all the today's news. It's been a whirlwind. Yeah. 2020, yeah. Um, AJ, I feel like on the podcast, we had a similar conversation of like coaches to hire and why you would hire them and how they'd be a good fit. I, I feel like we have, I feel like we're going to be echoing the conversation of something like this. Um, not to this extreme though. Uh, there's two sides to every coin. There's two stories to every tale. Uh, I would like to know if it's a misunderstanding, how it gets misconstrued that badly where the whole team says, screw it, we aren't going to Colorado State, while there's a plane sitting there waiting for them to carry them on a charter to Colorado State, and Colorado State has no idea what the crap anyone's talking about because they're still getting ready for a football game until finally, like, word starts coming out, not from... Anybody on staff, but from social media, that Utah State's not going to Fort Collins to play the Colorado State Rams. How does it get misconstrued if it was miscommunicated or misunderstood that badly where Utah State football players say, we're not going to go play a football game? Where they honestly boycott playing a football game? That where you couldn't even get 53 players, you couldn't even get 26 guys to say, hey, hop on the plane, let's go play these guys. Like, there's, uh, there is a lot of conversation to be had. I think there's a lot of answers that we still need. Um, I've never met, I mean, I've, I've heard President Cockett speak, uh, you know, but I've never had a conversation with her in person in my life. And so... Um, you know, people are like, well, yeah, she would never do that. You know, she'd never say this. And I mean, again, I can't confirm nor deny she would because I've never met her in person. But man, again, I just can't say enough. If it was a misunderstanding, that is a major incredulous misunderstanding on the player's part then. Like something's not fitting into the puzzle here. There's still a puzzle that's not fitting right or it's not even it's not even being seen. Uh, look, there's. For a lot of us, 2020 has had a lot of anxiety. We've had a lot of frustration. Uh, you wear a mask, you don't wear a mask. If you do one or the other, you get mocked. Um, you know, where can you go? Where can't you go? Who can you be with? Who can't you be with during the holidays? I mean, there's a lot of frustration and anxiety out there. This has certainly not been a cakewalk for this Utah State football program. 
AJ, I just want to say, AJ and I, we wondered if a misunderstanding of some comments made by Noel Cockett may have provided cover for a group of people who just, they just wore out. They were frustrated with how the news broke about Blake Anderson. They were frustrated that their interim guy, that Frank Miley didn't get the job. A lot of other underlying issues that may have been going on there about players transferring and leaving early. And they were just like, just throw up our hands and let's just be done. Oh, okay. And if that's the case, I wish they would have said that instead of using because this is a serious allegation. I agree. This it is, is not a, a very, joke. This is not just very like, serious hey, allegation. She went over and stole my football helmet out of the locker and took it with her back into her office. This is a serious, very fireable offense if she said something or similar to this. So if it is a, hey, we just didn't want to go to Colorado State and play the Rams because we're tired, worn out, and we had to find out on Twitter who the new head coach is, my goodness, there should be severe punishment for those people then who are involved in that accusation. I said either way at this point, it, it, there's, not a, there's not a positive result to whichever way this goes. If the comments are true, it's an institutional issue. The comments are false, it's a cultural issue inside the program. And by the way, I, I hate to be this guy, but... Not only is this put on President Cockett, you also know who gets thrown underneath the bus and all this? John Hartwell. Bingo. He's He gets put through this as well. Yeah, if he was he, on the call. He's got to answer questions. He's going to be asked questions. He's going to – I mean, it's it's not just President Cockett. And I'm not saying President Hartwell is um, biased against religion or racial. I've had conversations with Mr. Hartwell, and they have always been polite, respectful, um, he's been very good to me. He's been very, he's been nothing but wonderful to me. But again, but because of these comments being thrown at the president, or excuse me, these allegations being thrown at the president, Hartwell gets grouped into that. Again, these are very, very, very serious allegations. And if they are in any way false, these players need to come out and say that right now. And then there better be punishment thrown onto those players for making such incredulous, horrific allegations. And if they are true, then my goodness, the uh, Board of Regents need to be phone called and there needs to be a change at the head immediately. I, I, again, I don't, it's, I don't want to speculate, but based on my interactions, my observations, my strong hunch here is that there was a misunderstanding. How was there a misunderstanding? Based on a, a comment that was made that it was misinterpreted to think that there was a greater bias. Okay, so then but, what needs to happen is someone needs to come out and say, here's what I think was said, quote-unquote this. Someone needs to come out and say that then because we don't have a recording of the Zoom call, so there's... Forget whole that. I mean, there's no evidence of it now. Now you're just basing it on he said, she said. You need like a player or somebody, whoever emailed Brett McMurphy, the email with the statement from the team needs to come out and say, hey, this is what we heard here say, quote unquote, verbatim, this is what we heard her say. I need something like that. Because you're right. There's just too many questions, too much limbo mode. Too much space that doesn't fit, that's just not covered enough to give us exactly what we need to know to see what 
where this coin, like, what side of the coin, the you know, it lands on. We have no idea, and that is the biggest troubling issue in this whole entire thing. This is sad. This is a, and honestly, it's almost a fitting way to the 2020 football season for Utah State to end, right? Coach quits, players dismiss, players quit, and then here we go. We're supposed to play Colorado State for the final game of the season. Nope, not happening because of a revolt based on some comments or allegations that some comments were made from the president that we don't know are true as of yet. That's just or man, blown out of proportion. Or or blown out of proportion. Again, we don't know. I I need somebody. I need a player to come out and say, look, if you're that confident that it, that it was said, then what did she say? If I mean, if you're going to send an email to Brett McMurphy, you might as well just come out on Twitter and say, hey, look, this is what we think the president said. And the president can say, look, I didn't say this. This is what I said. And then I don't know, but I mean, we don't have a recording of the Zoom call, which is <laughs> would have been really helpful at this point in time right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, AJ, like, uh, and, and by the way, he, can I put you in Blake Anderson's shoes really quickly? Oh, He's flying down from Arkansas State to come yep. sign, you know, ink in the contract. He's going to be the new head coach of Utah State. Gets off a plane, gets onto Twitter, and yep. boom. Yep. What do you do for Blake Anderson? I... <laughs> This is where I think your comments, Eric, about how this is more, it was a personal move as opposed to a professional move, become even more pressing in terms of this job because if professional move is one thing, because then there's like, okay, so it was a better step up, all that. Personal move means he was looking for the right fit. There was personally, like, it didn't matter what the professional parts, maybe it played a small factor, but he was looking for the right fit. And I can't imagine this is the right fit. And so you're like, well, you know. Me personally, I would think he'd be like, I don't think I want to put my name on the dotted line. I want to see how this shakes out first. Because I don't want to, I don't want to be, because you know what, he, he signs on, now he's got to answer questions. How's what my new athletic director going to deal with this? Yeah. This is, how, do, how do you get, hey, Mr. Anderson, have you talked to the players? What have the players told you? Have you talked to the president? Have you talked yeah. to the AD? How do you feel about that? Is there a reason why you signed when this was going? He's got to answer all those questions. By the way, yeah, the players got to meet. The players are meeting with the coach tonight. The coach is scheduled a players meeting tonight. <laughs> Which is probably good. To be honest. No, it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really great because you can you can say, hey, look, I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. I got off a plane. I'm here to meet you. Like, let's talk. Let's figure something out here. Um, this is a crap show. I mean, this is the like, this is the uh, the peak of the Utah State football season. Well, I think Eric said it best earlier. This puts the Utah State in the spotlight in a very not good way. I feel like we've done that before this year too. Huh. <laughs> it's a national story today. It's yeah. a national story now. We had three of those this year. Uh, I want to, we need to take a time out here in the full court press, but I want to read the statement from Noel Cockett once again as we go to break. It is absolutely worth noting what she has to say about the issue today. This was uh, issued almost 15 minutes ago. Uh, the university will take this time to meet with players and hear their concerns in an open dialogue so it can address them. And then there's a, a statement from Noel Cockett, and she says, and I quote, I am devastated that my comments were interpreted as bias against anyone's religious background. Throughout my professional career, and especially as president of USU, I have welcomed the opportunity to meet directly and often with students about their experiences. Regardless of how difficult the conversations might be in the coming days, 
I remain committed to giving our students a voice. Close quote. Uh, a USU statement continued by saying, USU also takes issues of racial discrimination seriously, including the incident mentioned in the statement about a USU athletics employee. USU hired an outside investigator to look into the incident and took disciplinary action. Sometimes, uh, unfortunately, if there is an investigation or if there are disciplinary actions taken, not everybody knows or is privy to what those disciplinary actions right. are. And so if they don't see uh, something drastic or dramatic, they w- sometimes assume nothing was done. Unfortunately, I've seen that too many times where, yes, disciplinary action was taken. Yes, we did take the allegation very seriously. Yes, we dealt with it internally. But because there wasn't some big external statement and get your box full of stuff and walk out the door, uh, some people say, well, well, they didn't care. They didn't take it seriously. Right. So I think people need to be careful. Just because something wasn't done dramatic doesn't mean something wasn't taken care of still. The action was not taken. That's a good point. All right. Time out here on the Full Court Press. Love to continue to get your feedback and thoughts now that we've got the reaction from President Cockett. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson, AJ Knight here on a Friday. Nice to have you in studio, AJ, instead of uh, sending you out on the road in the dark. And uh, yeah, snowy I'm, night. I'm watching. It's snowing outside right now. Okay, I'm not even. If I drove. I wouldn't even be at uh, Tooele yet. Yeah, Mountain Crest game at Tooele has been canceled. It's not going to happen. COVID uh, in Tooele. Uh, Logan High's having to do uh, yeah, online learning this next nuts. week. Was it some 200 plus Almost kids? 200 due to kids. Positives and in contact tracing. Uh, no, Ridgeline had to shut yep. down for a week and a half or so around yep. Thanksgiving. So. It is worth noting the uh, Tuila AD did tell me that uh, them and Mountain Crest are going to work on postponing as opposed to canceling the game, so it could be made up at a later date. Well, let's cross your fingers and hope that's the case. And, and the word is that Utah State's trying to do something similar with Weber State. Right. Try to find a replacement. So if I believe I heard correctly, you guys both said that uh, Weber picked up a date with Boise State instead. Yeah. The Wildcats are going to play the Broncos tomorrow. Um, so they, they were able to fill that replacement pretty quickly with another Mountain West school. Uh, the game Tuesday with Dixie State is still, I guess, a little bit in question. As of right now, it's still on. Uh, but uh, I would imagine we'd be hearing soon whether it is still going to be played, if it gets moved back or canceled altogether. Uh, Utah State did announce that its game against Air Force on New Year's Eve will be a CBS Sports Network game. It'll be a national television nice. game. So a couple of positive things to yes. highlight, right? <laughs> find them wherever we can find them. So- so with this whole uh, allegation of uh, USU President uh, Noel Cockett's comments, we got a couple text messages in. Uh, five seven six three says, "No matter what the truth is here, this is just not good. Not good. I feel bad for Coach Miley and Anderson." That's a good point because Ajay brought up if you're Coach Anderson, right? Because he's flying here. How do you feel, Coach Miley? What do you do? He wasn't in the players only meeting. He obviously wasn't in the Zoom call because they were talking about who they were going to hire. But now he's got as the dude. As the guy, he's got to answer questions. I, like, what do you say? Like, I have no idea. Like, I would be like, I don't know. 
I, I don't know. All I can go off is what I've been told, and you know, it's only what. Like, how do you deal with that? I, I think it, it also illustrates that this was a, a bunch of players who loved Frank Miley. Yes, and they wanted to go to bat for Frank Miley. Yeah, that was evident. It's just in my mind, it's really unfortunate that they couldn't do it on the field to show how much they supported him and loved him. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm with you, but we're not them. Like, we don't get, yeah, we weren't in the Zoom call meeting. We weren't in there to have the conversations that they had or hear the things that they heard. So we don't know. Like, we can't, I mean, do we wish they were playing football? Sure, absolutely. Everyone wishes that we were able to see Aggie football tomorrow night. But some things take a bigger precedent. And for these players to hear whatever they heard that upset them so much that they decided to not play, you <laughs> then, dude, I mean, look, you're sticking up for your teammates. You're sticking up for the ones who are. I mean, LDS, you're sticking for the ones who are Polynesian or colored. Um, if those allegations are true, again, I'm going to just state that after everything of the disclaimer, that if those allegations yeah. are true, Absolutely. because we don't know. Again, it's a he said, she said, and it's going to be that way because guess what? Again, there's no recording of the Zoom call that it happened. Which, <sighs> golly, how did we not record? Like, How did someone not like roll on the audio? Like, someone in the back, hey, can we record this to make sure everything is, you know, like, we have everything we need to know here yeah, in case there's anything miscommunicated, in uh, case there's anything well, misspoken? if you're going to talk to players about issues about their potential future head coach, if they have something that's concerning to say, yeah. you probably want a record of that. It makes sense yeah. to run the yeah. roll the tape on that. Yeah, yeah, right? Or that uh, if someone makes a comment, again, if they made that comment of racial or re- uh, religious bias, Kind of want that on record, so we know, so that the the border regions ain't coming through. Like, all I, I right, w- yeah, who's got the proof? I wouldn't say that's shady, but that's a good point, Eric, because obviously they wanted a true closed doors evaluation of Miley from the players' perspective. You'd think they'd roll the tape a little bit, like, all right, so here's what the player, like, if there was something, and I don't, I don't, doesn't look like there was on yep. his behalf, but. Pre twenty twenty COVID, you, you would have had that meeting in person, and yeah, you, you would have rolled out a recorder, no, or your phone, and let's record your statement. In this, if you're going to meet virtually over Zoom, you have that yeah. functionality and ability point. to roll on it. I don't know. Anyway, 9315, the only good thing about USU football this year is when you're at the bottom of the barrel, you only have one way to go, and that is up. Here's the thing, though, though, is that they ripped apart the bottom of the barrel. They dug through it into the ground, deep hole, really deep hole, and uh, now can't climb out of it. Like, I mean... We went past the bottom of the barrel, yeah. man. I think, That's incredible. I think That's bottom, unprecedented. Yeah. Bottom of the barrel, I think, was when Shelly got dismissed. That was bottom see? of the barrel. Yeah, and then we're like, you know what? Someone take an axe to this thing. Let's see if we can go any deeper. Yep, there's plenty of space, everybody. Uh, I want to get to this. This is a really good point. Fair point, 9936. Uh, the Zoom call happened on Tuesday, and this is according to Britt McMurphy's original report. It's true. After Tuesday's Zoom call, um. But then a vote was done and with uh, those in the leadership committee for Utah State football. Their vote was done, and they got the responses back by Thursday. So the call was done on Tuesday. Thursday, the news breaks about Blake Anderson. Also Thursday, this vote happens. They meet Friday morning to boycott. So if it was that big of a it just seems like there's a little bit of a disparity there about why it took so many days 
to make a decision. I I would like to I I agree the timing is interesting. I would like to push back from the standpoint of so if the meeting's Tuesday, maybe whoever organized the vote was sitting on. I was like, you know, no that I got to ask about that. I really didn't like that. So they set out the vote Wednesday to give everybody time to get back to them. I, I would like to push back a little bit on that. I think that the timing wise, you know, you're not meeting in person. Everything's gonna be a little bit slower depending on when people can get to it. And then you're like. Okay, and then they vote, right? So what was it? Three-fourths of the people said, uh, three-fourths of the athletes said, yeah, that really bugged us. So then the committee decides, to, all right, got to call a team meeting now to discuss what we want to do. I think it kind of unfolds the way you'd expect to. I do think that there is some coincidence in timing, but I would like to push back a little bit in terms of how I think that could reasonably unfold if I was in someone's shoes involved. Right. It's Tuesday. You're like the next day. Did they? Did she really say what I thought she said? Yeah. And you're texting you somebody else who's on there. Did you what did you what did you think about what she said about this? And then it takes some time to get the feedback back independently and then they like, look, we've we've got to take this to the rest of the team. Yeah. No. I mean, because I'm Was sure- it all a misunderstanding? Was it blatant? Was it just a misunderstanding of, of a bias? That's what we still have to figure out. Yeah, we don't know. Well, Cockett has issued a statement saying she's very disturbed by the allegation. Harwell's got to make one, right? Yeah, he's, he, he's not, he, he's not, he needs to. Not necessarily alleged to be the one that said the comments, but he was there. He's got to say something. Yeah, I if I'm Harwell, I'm. <laughs> I uh, I'd probably make a quick statement of some sort just to make sure that you're not out not out of the. Yeah, I think you got to say something. Uh, it's no matter what, it's not a good look for Utah State. No. On very many different levels, for the, either the players using this as, as cover, making a very strong allegation so they don't have to play on Saturday because they didn't get Frank Miley, they didn't get their guy who they love and support, who didn't get the job. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of weird things going on with that football team this year. Yep, started in the spring, continued in the fall. Coach Anderson dismissed players transferring, leaving early. Quitting on the team. So, so weird. By the way, Ajay, to your uh, breaking through the bottom barrel and digging down, 6891 says, there is 0 and 8. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who was that? 6891. Six, oh, great text. Love that. Um, oh, goodness gracious. That's good. Mess. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing is, Ike, we're supposed to be excited about how, you know, like, a new coach, a new era, a new start. And, man, this just gets buried. I mean, it's buried now because yep. the talk isn't. And and the other question I, I have for you guys is how did it get leaked out about the coach? Because I how do you not hold on to the secret until after, I mean, Saturday night? Well, it, it's, it came out of Jonesboro. I, can't you just tell me? So I, don't, I don't fault. Hartwell, no, and I don't either. But like, like, you know, I mean, doesn't Arkansas State like? Do you not have like enough respect to let us finish out tomorrow night's game, let us play, and then on Sunday you can post it to the world? Well, their season was done. Their final game got canceled because their opponent had COVID, and Great, so but we still have. Like a game, Anderson's, man. like I'm making a move. I'm gonna resign my post here to give uh, Arkansas State wants as much time as they need to get a new coach too. So like, if you're gonna go. Say you're going to go so we can find your replacement. I know. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm bugged by that. Just how that, I mean, 
Arkansas State letting that get out, and then all of a sudden, because you're seeing like the damage. Where I mean, this is incredible. Like the coach is announced yesterday by Arkansas State, <laughs> and turns around, players are upset. They're tweeting it all out. Their frustration. They have a Zoom call in the morning. Then it turns even more south, and here we are now. Instead of talking about Blake Anderson and you know the new era and previewing a little bit about the uh, Aggies and the Rams, like. We're talking about if we're going to have a new president next year of the university. I my again, my hope here is that it was just a gross misunderstanding. But how do you misunderstand like how do you grossly misunderstand something of this allegation? Well, I I, I there, I, there there can be reasons for that. Uh, Before we leave this, I think this text message wants us to provide some clarity on the the argument. So 6789 says, where is this coming from about the players just wanting an excuse not to play? Sounds like total speculation. Seems rather unfair to the players. All I ever hear is how much they want to play the game. I don't think anybody's saying that that's necessarily what it is. We're just devil's advocate if it turns out that the allegations are false. Yeah, I'm in no way saying that. No, I am not in any way, shape, or form, in any form, Trying to say the players didn't want to play that, and I don't think any of us has said that. No, I did. I offered that as maybe they just use this as cover because not because they don't want to play the game, but because they're upset that, that Frank Miley wasn't their guy. And I'm not saying that this is just a, a fabricated excuse either, because um, there's there's been several racial things that have been going on with this USU football program the start of this this summer, and so there have been a, a series of issues that have taken place. So this could have proved to be the the tipping point for Utah State to say, "Look, I'm just I'm I'm done. I don't want to play." Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I buy that right now. I think I mean it's their last game for some of those kids. It's their final game as an Aggie, um, and they want to end on a high note and send Miley out on a on a on a good note. And I just don't think, whew, I don't think the players would go out there and and uh, and and boycott a game. Because they don't want to go to Colorado State and play at 7.30 night in the snow. That just doesn't make any sense to me right now. I mean, I personally want to want to play 7.30 Saturday night in the snow. but That's why you're me. not playing Division One football. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I, I like that that's the reason not and the fact that I'm slow and just uncoordinated. As in. Thanks, Audrey. I appreciate that. Uh, we got to take another time out here in the Full Court Press. We'll find out other things going on in the Mountain West. Uh, and uh, when we come back, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, we'll move past this topic. Um well, I'm sure we'll still get to it again, but uh, Friday, five best five best players in the NBA. Preseason begins tonight. Utah Jazz first preseason game is tomorrow. As we look ahead to the end, uh, this uh, new NBA season, we'll give our Friday five best players for 2021. I got a feeling you're going to pick something stupid just to upset the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Nate Crackman here with your Mountain West football two-minute drill. We are one week away from the Mountain West championship game, and here are the scenarios going into week eight of the season. The two undefeated teams in the conference, Boise State and San Jose State, control their own destiny, while 6-1 and one Nevada remains in the hunt. If Boise State wins at Wyoming Saturday afternoon, the Broncos are in. But first, San Jose State and Nevada meet up Friday night at Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas. This one looking like the game of the year in the Mountain West. We start with the Wolfpack. Their quarterback, Carson Strong, the Offensive Player of the Week in the conference. But Jay Norvell says his six-win team is still capable of more. We're 
we're looking forward to it. Should be a great divisional game. And uh, we're looking forward to playing game number eight here. This season's gone very quick and um, we're still working very hard to play our best game. And we haven't done that yet. They'll need to to beat San Jose State. The Spartans 5-0. and They've been fully relocated to Las Vegas because of COVID-19 restrictions in Santa Clara County, having converted a hotel into their makeshift football facility. And now they turn their attention to the Wolfpack. Head coach Brent Brennan says his guys are making the best of it. You know, we're here practicing, uh, you know, in this much different environment. And uh, there's a lot going on. we got finals this week. And and uh, so just, you know, every day, you know, we're just grinding through it, working through the process, uh, taking one step at a time. Nevada and San Jose State kickoff Friday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time on CBS Sports Network. Saturday, it's Boise State at Wyoming at 4 o'clock Mountain. Forecast calling for temperatures to drop as low as the single digits. Watch it on CBS Sports Network. It's win and you're in for the Broncos. The rest of the slate Saturday night, Utah State at Colorado State. San Diego State visits number 18 BYU. Fresno State, New Mexico in Las Vegas in the late one, UNLV at Hawaii. And that's your Week 8 preview. I'm Nate Kregman for the Mountain West Radio Network. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, AJ Knight. Friday means it's our Friday Five Best. NBA preseason is underway this <laughs> evening. Utah Jazz, their first preseason game is tomorrow night. We'll have it here on The Fan, the new home of the Utah Jazz. Jazz take on the Phoenix Suns, 7 o'clock tomorrow. We also have the Skyview Bobcats later on this evening. All Skyview is at home versus Spanish Fork. I know, you, I know you're sad, AJ, because you're missing the Knicks and the Pistons in preseason action right now. Hey, hey, some of us are excited to see that one guy who got drafted <laughs> that one year playing that one team game, okay? Yeah, that one player that the Knicks are eventually going to trade so they can we, build up cap space and not sign anybody. Some of us are excited to see who James anybody. Dolan throws out tonight uh-huh. in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> All right? <laughs> All right, we're short on time, so let's get right to it. Our let's Friday get right five to best. There are five best NBA players coming into the season. I want to ask one qualifying question real fast. So when you define, <laughs> I, no, I really do. When you're saying best, are you saying best in a vacuum? Like skills? Why are you saying best in terms of like start a team with them? Because to me, it's two different things. Uh, best on the court. Like who is the best player is, on the court? Yeah, I'm with Ajay. Who is the best player? Okay. In the I need qualifying. Let's start like, with number five. For me, number five on my list. Anthony Davis with the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. I don't hate that. He can score. ESPN he can does. defend. He can I mean, pass I the hate ball. ESPN's rankings because, I know. like, to me, again, he you can't build a team around him and be like, all right, go win us a championship. He's not higher because he sometimes needs to be reminded that it's crunch time. Yeah. It's time to step up and play basketball. Speaking of what, I, I want to make this argument. I do understand why ESPN put him at two because for all those players that have been the who's going to take LeBron's mantle, could they have had a worse year? Kawhi has been there. Giannis has been there. Steph has been there. Those guys are supposed to take over the mantle. They did not have good years. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Andre. Number five for me is Damian Lillard, a point guard. Ooh, dollar Dame. That really like can transcend the game in so many ways because he's a great. He's great when he goes to the hoop. He's great when he shoots outside. Uh, clutches all get out. I love Damian Lillard. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. He falls off because, to me, the Clippers thing. It's not Doc Rivers' fault. It might, might be Paul George's fault more, but. 
You want to be the man. You want to run those commercials, and I love those commercials. Better back it up, buddy. You got to get to at least the Western Conference Finals and make it interesting with LeBron. Yeah, he takes a big step back. Kawhi Leonard is number four on my list. Tremendous player, defensively, offensively, but true on-court leader. That's where he's. That's why he's not higher. I agree wholeheartedly. Number four is Kevin Durant, and that and because uh, he he would have been number two. But the Achilles injury makes me really, really worry about him this upcoming year. He's not going to be the same player, of course. Kevin Durant's number four. Completely seconded. Kevin Durant, besides LeBron James, minus let's see what he comes back from the injury, is the only player I think you can drop and expect him to completely elevate the team. I need to see it from everybody else. I like that saying. Number three on my list, King James, LeBron James. Wow! Okay, that's it. Let's do this. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) Number three on my list. Oh, man. Just a reminder for everybody, if you want to text in, it's 435-339-0321. No, wait, consider away, consider the, number. Consider <laughs> the length of season that he had, the length of postseason. He didn't have a he didn't have an offseason, really, and everything is on his shoulders. And I think there, he's still a dr- great player. I just think he's <laughs> going to be down a little bit of a notch coming into 2021. Wow, okay. All right. I don't remember I, that. I mean, I, you guys saw my J.C. Carroll take. Not putting him on the list was bad. <laughs> that that exceeds it. <laughs> Who's number three on yours, uh, Number three is going to be Giannis. Onto Dekumbo. Uh, lengthy, great. Just has got to be able to get his team to a conference finals. I'm with you on like Kawhi Leonard. So. Luka Doncic. He will Ooh. be the one that takes the mantle over the face of the league. Uh, I, <laughs> I know that I, I'm going to disparage this guy who I've ranked higher, uh, but to me, I think Antetokounmpo's ship has somewhat sailed. I know he's still young, but you don't get to choke that many times in the playoffs and be like, ah, you're the next best player. It's Doncic. Watch out. He may win the MVP this year. Ooh. All right. I've got Kevin Durant at number two. I've, I've got him higher than you guys. Uh, he's had time to heal, to get healthy. And even if he's he can't— time to destroy Brooklyn's he culture. He just has such a sweet shot. Uh, he can score without having to really Agreed. move his feet at all. So wheel him out there uh, on a wheelie, and uh, he'll still score points for you. So we're at number— Number two. Number two uh, is going to be Kawhi Leonard. Uh, guy's a baller. I mean, wherever he goes, he can win. Uh, does need to elevate his team, though, to a Western Conference Finals to kind of slip by— that status of being an all-elite player. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't think he's going to be an ex-best player, but at this point I think he's slightly better than Luka. You can't win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Admittedly, there was some controversy over him winning DPOI, DPOI, but that's insane. I think he's, for all the remarks about uh, Kawhi being the best two-way player, and I think Kawhi's a slightly better offensive player, Giannis winning both of them is insane. This is a make-or-break year for him, though. I think he will quickly drop off this list if they flame out in the playoffs again. Uh, he is my number one player in the NBA because wow. what he does offensively and defensively, teams That's do not have an answer for him on either side of the court. <laughs> Except for who beat him out of the playoffs? <clears throat> Jimmy Butler. There you go. <laughs> I think that's more a function of coaching than it is Giannis. Wow. But this is his time to... Suck it, Budenholzer. He's in a in a contract year, and it's really important for him to step up, and I think he does. Number one is me with LeBron James Second. because Anthony Davis does not exist without LeBron James. And, Still uh, kind of feel that yeah. way. I, I I agree. I, I think I could see him take a slide back, but until it happens, I'm not buying it. Like I said, this year, for all those other alpha players that were supposed to take over, number one, Luka's the only one that improved his position to me. Uh, I think Kevin Durant could have a brief stint taking over, but LeBron elevates while the, all the others, eh. eh. I'm I telling mean, LeBron's mom I, on I you, think you make an argument. That's horrible. Kawhi, Kyrie, Paul George, uh, 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 Kevin Durant, they all have already – and. 
Kevin Durant even stepped the court in Brooklyn. They've destroyed the cultures. They like they were like, hey, let's go to Brooklyn and the Clippers because we love their hardworking culture. We're gonna get there. We're gonna absolutely trash it. <laughs> like we want no part of this. But uh, it looked good when we got before we got here. Five seven six three texts in. I hope one of you had Javel McGee as number one. <laughs> oh, just missed out. Six. Six. Yes. He was six. Final time out here on the full court press before JaVale some final thoughts. McGee. It's back. It doesn't matter who you root for. The full court press has all the high school sports covered. The full court press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. That's going to do it for us tonight here in the Full Court Press. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hey, Better good than luck. You, you. Two hours and really elevate the show. <laughs> Thanks, Kawhi, for sitting out and coming <laughs> in at the last minute. Hey, still won you a title. Load management. <laughs> Work Load for LeBron. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs>